he was not in this movie, but for whatever reason, I was thinking that he was also um uh Bubba in uh Bubba. Oh, yeah, Bubba. In Forrest yeah, Gump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, Bubba. Bubba, Bubba Shrimp. Yeah, that's yeah. not like that's not like uh, completely what was, oblivious. What was Bubba's last name in that movie? Bubba's last name. It was Bubba. Because I just be thinking Bubba, Bubba Shrimp. Bubba. It wasn't Bubba nah, Gump. It wasn't Bubba Gump. <laughs> I was gonna what? say that, but I, like... yeah, that popped into my mind for some reason. Bubba Gump, and I'm like, like they were but it was Bubba Gump Shrimp, right? Was it Bubba Gump? That's what it is. Bubba Gump, was... Bubba Gump Shrimp. Yeah. Okay. Bubba Gump Shrimp. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that movie. Wow. Yo, isn't yo? Is, <laughs> yo, I feel bad for the spoke about this every time I think about that movie. But isn't isn't DJ Khaled the Forrest Gump of Bro, him at the New Year's party in a lot of ways? How I don't get that. Oh yeah, say that. Again. He's like a genius dumb dude in a, in a no, lot of I ways. Think, I don't think he's dumb. I don't think he's dumb at all. I don't know. He can't read. DJ Khaled? I feel like DJ Khaled can't read well. Really? When, when, when did this happen? I don't know, bro. Y'all remember? Okay, well, in the Hot 97 interview, when he goes accurate instead of accurate. All right, but, but I, see, here's he, the he's thing. A little, he's a little I don't know. illegible. I don't, is, it, is it illegible? What is it? Illiterate? Illiterate. Illegible is when you have sloppy handwriting. But, but here's the thing. I don't know how much of that is him playing it up as a character, or is it really him? So I don't know. Now, he's a little dumb. I don't know. He's not dumb. Like, like he's, he, he got knowledge. Not, he got no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm not saying he he don't he don't got gems. He don't got knowledge. He don't know what the fuck he's talking about in certain things. But he's not like well read. <laughs> like he's not an eloquent. He's not like speaker. eloquent or articulate. I've never heard yeah, the there it is. So I don't know. There it is. <laughs> like, I've, never, I've never been to reading class. I feel like I feel like I feel like he can't read that well. <laughs> reading class. <laughs> Start up though, yeah. we started already. We've been talking. Oh, we, oh, we talking? Oh, shit. You know, we talking? This is recorded. Again, I'm right, gonna man, cut man. how I cut. Yeah, you, you know, he might gonna... use part of it, like so. yeah, like a little intro, a yeah. little intro bit. I haven't talked into my mic yet, but we we in this. Yeah. <laughs> we in this bitch. This is the No Politics Podcast. The No Politics Podcast. Your weekly dose. If it's worth talking about, we talking about it. What we What's talking up, about? Y'all? We got talking about today. Guests. Special guests. Our second live uh, guest, I was going to say vest. Anyway, <laughs> Ty the Sound God. Ty the yeah, Sound yeah. God in the building. So, engineer, so, producer, extraordinaire, friend, brother. See, you made outstanding human. All of that. Honorable man. Fortnite, ex Fortnite player. Let's just say, <laughs> let's just say, you might know him, but you might know, you might not know him, but you know his work for sure. That that's that's the talk, thing. That's that's talk. So it. like engineer, producer, we're gonna get into his story and how he, you know, came up, how he got into music and, and stuff like that. Um, but we also gonna talk our shit a little bit and yeah. What's 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 the, the hot topic in music or culture in general right now? I think one of the things that's been kind of dominating. Music wise, we you know Kendrick, obviously. Yes, sir. Mr. Morale I, and the Big I Steppers. I would definitely love to get your opinion on Kendrick's body of work, what you think about it. Yeah, and, you know, get deep into, like, the music talk, get to know you, your come up. So, yeah, like like he yeah. was saying, though, right now, we got uh, Kendrick blowing shit up. Yeah, yeah he's man. back. About after the five-year hiatus. Man, after five years, I mean, he said a lot on this project. I think, I think uh, first and foremost, it's incredible. 
it's an incredible project facts it's a piece of it's a piece of art it's, it's definitely a masterpiece uh in my in my eyes um i think he said everything that 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 really needed to be said i think he like the whole concept of tap dancing around the conversation which he kind of introduced in multiple segments of the album right. i just think that was you know kind of the the whole vibe of it and i really understood it um and i really resonated with it personally um and he talked about a lot of things that you know we need to speak about as society we need to speak about as a culture we need to speak about as men human beings as men human beings you know um you know and just in society in general so i think there's a lot of how you feel things. about that i was gonna you? say y'all knew about the tap dancing around the conversation concept thing yeah i, I kind of figured it I out didn't, I, I didn't, didn't. Yeah. like you blew my mind when you said that because there's times like towards the end of certain tracks so you hear the tap dancing no but he says it at the end of we cry together he says Stop yeah. ah, okay i was gonna yeah, say because and then and then when he said the tap dance thing i thought of the big step is is that like oh, a, a play yeah, I heard, on like i actually i heard kind, that yeah but, now that you're yeah. saying it so like that kind of just blew my mind because i didn't even think about that you know but. what i also thought i was i was thinking about like on some like racially it was almost him representing you know shucking and jiving and stuff like that mm. I, yo it's so funny because that's uh, that's something that i kind of mm. that's the image i got in my head yeah. of the shoes that's what i thought like, mm. you know the shoes too you, you put you wearing these big minstrel show type shit that's you know, like he's mm. he's talking on like i mean i could be going he's a deep artist so he deserves this type of conversation yeah. but like he's always trying to give imagery you know, in, incorporate that in his music and his art and in videos and everything. And I feel like he really, um, yeah, he is making a so, his own social commentary. You know, he's also talking a lot of stuff, him, and he's relating himself to society and stuff and stuff out there. He's like kind of bearing his soul on several tracks on this. It's like some of his most personal music, you know. Um, but But I feel like, yeah, he... I think, I think, yeah, I think he's making, he's talking about society in general as making his own judgment on things. Yeah, most definitely. And where we, where we stand as a society. What's What's your your thoughts? I thought, honestly, like, I didn't even think that deep into it, but I thought, like, overall from, like, a music fan and the perspective I got was, like, obviously I got the messages. And And he's talking on certain tough subjects. Tough subjects and shit, but I just thought musically, just in general, if I'm going to judge it against other like bodies of work i thought it was a great showing because a lot of people like to compare him with the goats mm-hmm. j cole they try to say is a, a goat drake is a goat he's a goat can they compete with jay Nas, biggie Pac, snoop and i think he's one of the ones that ha- probably out of all three of them that has been the most consistent with damn near perfect projects yeah, no, I, I think this album definitely cemented him as one of the. Goals. I was gonna say that so, brings us into the, sure. the best five albums to start a. What was the shit that they was talking about? Rosenberg was talking about it. Um, yeah, like basically his first five albums compared to Kanye's first five albums, because a lot of people feel Kanye has one of the best. Well, I know I said it on this podcast. Yeah. We, he bo- has we the both best yeah, yeah, both about it. run. Yeah. We we were we all in we were all in like unanimous agreement. Yeah, facts. As far as we as we all said it. Yeah. On the on the Rosenberg Rosenberg was saying that he didn't think that anyone in hip hop ever, hip hop history, had a better like five first five album runs than Kendrick. Kendrick. And then towards the end, after he made his case, Kanye, someone said Kanye. Sure. Sure. And and that's basically what 
uh, what we were saying, but yeah, if you even want to go to, they they were debating whether to even start at Section eighty. They didn't. They started at Good Kid, Mad City. The, and which he counted is dumb. Untitled, and he counted Untitled. And he counted I don't understand it. He, yeah. yeah, like that was that was bad. First of all, Untitled was Untitled for a reason. It was leftovers from the Pimper yeah. Butterfly. Wasn't he like a give them project. They weren't finished they songs. Were dope songs though, but you know, yeah, they yeah, weren't finished. Yeah. So it's like that's ridiculous to kind of you know yeah, yeah, count I'm, that as yeah. an album. So I, I believe it's Section eighty. Um, Good Kid, Mad City. Good Kid, Mad City. To Pimper Butterfly. To Butterfly. Damn, and then Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. That's five. And honestly. I love over. Catalog. I love overly dedicated too, which was his yes. his his smash mixtape. That was our introduction, like at least for yeah. me, I could say. Yeah. It to him. my that, introduction um, was Section Eighty so when you put you, me on. Did to you him. put Section Eighty in? Listen, no. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, just that's his yeah. original first that album. First that was yeah. independently released on Top, Top Dog Entertainment, and then he got signed to Aftermath after that, and then his major label debut was Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah. Yep. Where do you guys think this album falls in that that five? Honestly speaking, I don't even want to. I don't even want to. I can't it. do it yet. Yeah, yeah. I can't do it yet. Too, Let me, I need to sit with it. It's too early, and I yeah. feel like it has potential to be top two. Ooh, I would Ooh. say maybe top three, but I put "Damn" as like his second best album. You put you put good. You it's put tough, good. We, good we, kid, mad city. Honestly, Number I can't. One. I don't even Number think one. I can rank them. Cause Good Kid, Mad City, Good Kid, Mad City, like yeah, life, Good Kid, Mad City, like up there. Our yeah, first story, this like yeah. like like mm-hmm. a Nas's. It was written for us. Now. That's a great. That's a great. Um, so that's number one that. to me. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah, to Pimp the Butterfly, <laughs> I feel like was the first one where he kind of really took a pushed, chance. Took a chance and really pushed the Sonic Scape to yeah. to a different level. Like, yo, I'm gonna do something that you know. Some people may not understand. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Exactly. I think I think Tabimba Butterfly is his best album. Yes. It's yeah, his yeah, from yeah, front yeah, start to beginning. That. From start to end. And the reason I say that is just when I say album, emphasis on the album, I'm talking about the way it's engineered, the way it's recorded, his songs, the way it's sequenced, the thinking behind that, the the concept behind that, how they were able to do that was amazing. But Good Kid Mass City is a great album too, and it's more enjoyable. So I don't have anybody under any problem saying that's number one. The, the other day, if, if I, I if I had a bump, me, I'm thirsty. Sing for me, I'm thirsty. I'm dying. I'm dying thirsty. thirsty. Yeah, that shit, crazy song. Yeah, what about the other one song. where he's doing the verses and the people he's talking Wait, from the are, perspective from are dying at yeah. the end of each verse? Yeah, they're getting mm-hmm. killed. He's he's rapping, and then you start hearing the guy's voice tail off, and it's Kendrick's voice, yeah. and his. The, they start doing like automated volume leveling where That's they perfect. bringing down yeah. his voice and tailing him off mm-hmm. as he wipes away That's and dies yeah. and stuff. He does some really amazing. fucking crazy <laughs> It was amazing. I, and I, I love, um, me personally, as like just somebody who's just an advocate of music and, and works. Sing About music. Me. That's the name of it. It's sing the same shit. Me. Yeah, Sing About Me. That's the same Yeah, that's It's the, the same joint. Yeah, that's, that's Dying of Thirst. Sing About when Me, I'm Dying of Thirst. Yeah, it's the second half. Yeah. It's yeah. the second half. Yeah. But I mean, they're two different songs yeah. if you think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I get it's you, I crazy. Get it's a crazy concept. Crazy, yeah. crazy. No, nah, he he thinks it's real. Crazy damn concept. is fire though. <laughs> damn, <laughs> damn, damn has some yeah. incredible records on yeah. damn. Kid Capri's on damn. Like, come yeah, on, not even crazy. a New York dude has done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah come yeah. on, like, yo. All right, so what do you guys think is the uh, best best record off this project? Ooh. 
Wait, I was going to ask you before we even jump to that. What is your favorite Kendrick album? Or what do you, album do you think is the best one? You kind of agreed with him when he said to Pimp a Butterfly, but that would that well, be I'm your saying, answer? I think it's his best album. album. Yeah, would that be your my same? favorite. Because uh, I go I mean, more Good back Kid to Mass, him. I'm with you guys with Good Kid, Mad City as far as like, it's it's this it's the safest choice to pick because it was just, just so fucking good. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. it's the safest choice to go with Good Kid, Mad City. But I think, you know, as far as... Oh, how I appreciate it to Pimp a Butterfly because on the first listen you might not fully understand it, and I like I like I kind of like things like that where, where like, you have to go back and time, catch like, it. I fully didn't understand it. I fully didn't understand like what the artist was trying to do, but then like, and I don't think enough people do this. Like, really, kind of like try to dive in and be like, okay, let me try to sit in a different perspective to kind of like understand what this artist is doing. And I think when you really respect an artist. You can do that and enjoy it. Like, yo, okay, like, let me let me let me see what perspective they were coming from. And when you do that with Tempo Butterflies, just you 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 in for a treat because it's, a, it's a, you unfold a it's lot amazing. of shit. Yeah, you yeah. unfold a lot of a lot of a lot of nuances. He's that talking to Tupac that. and writing a poem to Pac. Yeah, that crazy. was awesome. And tying it all together at the end. Was, and then he had yeah. they they edited the a Tupac conversation that. and he yeah. had a con- like, like he interviewed him. Yo, yeah, that, that I, was crazy. But I, I Pimp to Butterfly is like. To me, I think uh, to pimp a butterfly is like that's why I laughed. <laughs> he called it pimp the pimp, butterfly. Pimp to bu- pimp to butterfly, like if someone was evolving from a pimp, pimp to a, a butterfly. Pimp a butterfly. Uh, <laughs> to me, uh, over time, it's like I didn't go back. Right, right, right. You know, but I I remember appreciating it. And I do put it up there. Like, like, like I said, he put out almost five perfect albums. You yeah. know, I just think Kanye's five were actually perfect. Wait. If so I had to choose between them, put... I, I would say Kanye's five is stronger. But that's not a oh, distant no. to Kanye. Kanye has has those. Kanye has. We're not just talking about hip hop. He has one of the greatest five year runs in ter- to start a career in music history. Yeah, one like listen, we got to stop doing the whole hip hop thing because hip hop is the biggest genre in the world, and we're the most influential genre. 100%. So like, so so when we talk about it, like I we're no that. longer a subculture anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, like it's it's hip hop is like forty five years old, gonna be fifty years old or whatever. That yeah. that actually makes me actually want to it's ask you, fifty. Like, what made you choose to want to be an engineer, a producer, like you know, where in the era like especially when we come up, everyone wants to be a rapper. Yeah, that's that's actually. Did you want to be a rapper first? I didn't want to be a rapper first. I knew that. <laughs> yeah, I was it. Yeah. 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 All I gotta say, all I say is I may or may not have a song of Ty rapping on my hard drive right now. Nah, I may or may not. Real, we might real, have to. We uh, might have to outro with that. Yeah, definitely, definitely some real R-rated stuff. <laughs> yeah, he had one that was like, if if Tiana Trump was like a WWE wrestler, she she would come out to that song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was like yes, it was mad sexual. Like I was like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, was it all, all over my body? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. But no, um, as far as. You know, I, I definitely started out, you know, wanting to uh, just enjoying music. I, was, I always enjoyed music, and I always, in a weird way, since a kid, I always created music. I just didn't know I did. Like when I was when I was like a young kid, I used to like remix songs. You know, like do my own version. Like it, like if it was like whatever song I would hear on the radio, I would do my own version of that song with my own lyrics. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was just for fun, though. You know. Uh, so I always, I always loved music, but um, 
when I decided to uh, actually pursue it, not really pursue it, but when I when I actually got interested in um, like working on music, I actually had a little gateway computer. And so I learned one day that you can like plug in your headphones into the mic uh, portion and record. You know what I mean? So I recorded yes, my first song like that. Wow. Like a, you know, it was. And so I you recorded it. yourself. Exactly, I recorded myself. So you tr- you were trying to rap, and then you were actually doing your actual future by engineering yourself. Exactly, that's crazy. It's that's funny. crazy. So, so the funny part is that this is how it all all started. It's kind of a funny story. So, what I did was I went to school the next day and I, I showed everybody my song. I was like, I was mad excited. Wait, how old were you? I was. I always like, need to know like, the age. I was like fourteen. I was in middle okay, school. Okay, yeah, it helps me put it in perspective you know? in my mind better. But no, 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 I might have been fourteen. I might have been in high school at that time. Yeah, yeah, fourteen. Fourteen, 15, be yeah. like a freshman. freshman. I think I was a freshman. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so boom. So I'm, I'm like, all right, cool. You know, recorded the song and shit like that. I think I'm like hot. Yeah, I'm trying to say, <laughs> show to everybody the song. Yo, people clown me. Oh, they, they, they was, they was, they was clowning me in school. Was, it, what, it was, what was it about it? Was your bars trash? No, no, like, yeah, the song was trash. Okay. I ain't even gonna lie, the song was trash. You remember but how it goes? Be honest. I do remember how it goes. Let's come on a little bit. <laughs> Give us a little snippet. But, but two bars. Here's the fun. Here's, here's the funny part. <laughs> I was such a class clown at the time that when I went back, when they clowned me in school, I went back and created diss tracks against everybody. Oh, who, nah. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I brought that back to school. You was listening to Cassidy, huh? Yo, I brought I brought that back to school next day. And had everybody dying, like, yo, you heard what this thing said about like such and such, such and such. Like, I was just like, that's getting funny. on everybody, you know what I mean? Funny. In school. So, what ended up happening was like a little school battle. Like, so, like, now, like, other people came and they made tracks about me. Then Man, I went back and made tracks about them. And then we kind of, we kind of teamed up, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, me and my boys against like some other our friends or whatever, we kind of teamed up and we kind of was like doing diss tracks back and forth. And it was like, you get crowds, people watching you do this? No, no, we I would record it was the diss track, them, yeah. and then at lunchtime we would play the diss track for people. Yo, oh. I did that you before, I mean? but with a dance battle. Oh, <laughs> and, then, and, and then we had, and then we had MySpace. We had MySpace at the time too, so we would post it on MySpace. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then ah. they said I'll be funny as well. So what ended up happening is that you know the word would get out like, oh, yo, where did you record that at? And I was like, yeah, I recorded it at the crib or whatever. Oh. And then so like I was just the guy everybody started coming to my crib to just record this stuff. So it kind of wow. like at that. fell into my, so then I started going on this journey kind of like, like, cause I hated the way it sounded. So it went from like having a mic, like I literally had a mic just like this. Damn, a shit, radio shit shack on mic. Eric. 20, <laughs> radio <laughs> shack mic. mic. 25, $25 microphone, add that microphone. And then I started learning about like, oh, yo, I need a better microphone, like a, and then I learned about a condenser microphone. Oh, that that's all I need to get, like, the expensive sound. That's what I thought at the time. Like, because I heard songs on the radio, and I'm like, yo, how can mm-hmm. I make my songs sound like the songs on the radio? I always wanted to, like, I always saw, so it was like me chasing that, chasing that high of, like, getting to that point, right? Did you have so any, um... That was the whole journey. That any inspiration the- at that point? Like, what are you listening to, like, in terms of, like, where you're getting your ear for sound and stuff? Is there anything sonically that's... That at the time at this age yeah, that you, you're gravitating I mean, to? At that point, I think uh I think Kanye was just dropping. Mm. You know what I mean? I think this is like oh four oh five. Okay. So I think Kanye was like just dropping Dipset, around that time. Kanye Dipset, was about you know, to I, rise. I, you know I'm a huge Jay Z fan, so I was Jay Z everything. You know what I mean? 
Nice. <laughs> What's your first Jay Z album that you listened to, like as a kid that you remember? The first, first one. Jay Z album that I vividly remember listening to. Um, obviously, I listened to Reasonable Doubt and stuff like that, but that 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 didn't influence me until after. I would say the first one that kind of. I think it might have been Volume One. Okay. Okay. Volume one, Volume I think, one, I think yeah. was the first was the first album that I actually listened to. I remember my first like the first actual like music I actually owned was Lord Tyreek and Peter Guns. Uptown baby, Uptown baby had it on I the remember, tape. I remember being like five, seeing that video. Yeah, and yeah, seeing, yeah. I think Pun was in the video, Pun right? And, Joe, yeah. and I just remember seeing Pun and Joe and thinking it was their song. Cause I was little and I knew like who Pun was. Yeah, and all that was that. a dope record too. Yeah, very dope record. Dope. Very dope that, record. That, that was huge. And it's funny because one of my friends, uh, Nasty, shout out to Nasty, he mm. engineered that record. So it was oh, like wow. years later, like the first record I've ever bought. I'm like, yo, I met, I meet a friend through engineering, and he he actually engineered Pun as well. That's a clean wow. mix. Yeah, he, yeah, no, he's a really really good engineer. Really, yeah, he engineers yeah. for Joey Badass now. Yeah, the Steely Dan, Steely Dan is the group that. Lord Tariq and Peter Gunn sampled on that. They yeah, made yeah. they made no yeah. money on that record. Wow. He took one hundred percent of the publishing. Oh, wow. So so that was a hit record for them, but they were on a shitty, you know, music contract. Wow. They never made any money really off of that. I mean they toured and stuff, but they, they were kinda like one hit wonders, like for the most part. Man, so so yeah, tough. but they didn't get anything in terms of the publishing on that. He took it all. So now a lot of artists, and Ty, you would know this, mm -hmm. sometimes the major, major artists could command that, you know, like I'm taking all the publishing. It's like, oh, what are you going to do with it? Yeah, yeah. But a lot of the most, most of the time it is a courtesy, especially when the song turns into a hit record, you'd be like, yo, here's this, yeah, you know, you, you know, like off. here's this, you break them off. It's, it's, they it's, never did yeah. that to, for and them. nah, so wow. they were, they were, they were tight at that dude. That's crazy. They, wow. they they made them hot again. Basically, that's, that's the yeah. shitty side of the industry. Yeah. I mean, that's there's a there's a lot of shitty components to this industry, you know. Yeah, but but, but I mean, not to to um, interrupt your story. So you you said you're 15 around this time. You get this microphone and stuff because you're trying to search for a more refined, perfect sound. You want yeah. to to raise basically your um your standards and stuff like that. So like, so 100. So like, yeah, I always was like obsessed with how to get that because one one day like i actually with my studio and i went to uh like another local guy's studio that a lot of people just in the local hood would go to you know what i'm trying to say i'm like okay cool they used to go to this one guy's house to record and i went and recorded with him and like he was listening to music when i walked in or whatever and i'm like oh this sounds pretty dope but there was actually somebody in the booth and i was like yo that shit sounds like kind of finished already to my untrained ear at that at that time and he was like, yeah, you know, I got a compressor. I'm like, what's a compressor? So then I, so then it's just like, this is like pre-YouTube, by the way, because YouTube didn't really pop to like when, like 2006? Yeah. Like, like 2006 -ish. Like YouTube was out, I think. Yeah, it but was it like, didn't pop, pop. It had like, like five Yeah, I was about 13, I want to say so like, 14 you know, maybe when today, I started like, watching. You can get a bunch of tutorials. On, like, yeah, yeah, you can learn fucking everything. You can learn, at that time, there was no like, yeah. you know, I had to learn, you know, you're learning on your own. There may mm -hmm. be been like, Two, three tutorials out on YouTube at that time. You go to libraries that. and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if that, you know. Um, so yeah, I went to this dude and he and he had a he, it, it was an outboard hardware compressor. 
Uh, and I was like, yo. So now I'm like, damn, yo, I need a compressor. You know what I mean? So now it's just like I start like little by little understanding a little bit more of the terminology. Uh, and I still didn't know a lot, but uh, I just started learning and started working on it more and more. Uh, and there was this local studio in Poughkeepsie. Um, that's where I grew up, uh, Poughkeepsie, New York, uh, on Main Street. Um, it, it was uh, called Upstate Music Alliance or whatever. Um, and, you know, this guy gave me the opportunity to come work in there. Um, and, you know, I was a young kid or whatever. He was like, yeah, you want to, you want to, you know, he's looking for engineers. And I kind of like knew a little bit, a little, I had a little bit more knowledge for, for certain parts of like, you know, how, know how to you? put effects. I'm you like said? 15. 15? Nice. 15. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, so, yeah. So we started, I started working out of there. That was really, it, it really taught me how to work with clients and things like that. And, um, at the same time I was recording people out of my crib too. Right. Yeah. You know I mean. Uh, Ma ne- never knew that though. <laughs> you know, you know, black mamas don't want nobody. Who, who the hell you got my crib? <laughs> you were sneaking them in the booth. Yeah, yo, they were yo, whispering. They were yo, doing the yin yang shit. Yeah, one, no, no, one time, one time because you know, you know, like it was. <laughs> yo, I ain't gonna lie. One time, um, where do you see Taz mom? My, my, yo. She one time, one time the artist calls me, he outside. <laughs> He's like, yo, I'm outside, yo. He was like, yeah, but I brought the whole G unit with me. I'm like, what are you talking about? I look outside, yo, this dude had like, like 20 people with him. Whoa, what? <laughs> yo, whole G unit. Everyone except, except Fifty Lloyd and Tony A. Like, everyone except the yo, main ones. G unit oh, pulled to Ty's crib. <laughs> you know, and, I, and I'm a high school kid. I was impressionable, so I was like, damn, I ain't gonna tell these niggas they can't. <laughs> but I was like, yo, I was like, yo, ma, if she come home and see all these niggas in the crib, I'm definitely not living again. Ty, yo, who are these people? It's G unit. <laughs> All these niggas in the script, yo. No, no. I used to record in my closet. How you know could I, mean? I, I had a say no to G Unit, ma? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. So uh, I, yeah, I had a little closet with the booth. I had to look like sliding doors on the closet. And I actually, uh, for, I saw Hustle and Flow, so I put the little, uh, oh man, the oh. little McDonald carts on the on the in the booth or whatever. The grind. Um, yeah, and started. actually, I remember my first pop filter was a do rag. <laughs> <laughs> I put a, a do rag around a hanger. Nah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So a do rag around the hanger. That was my first pop because that's how you did it. That's smart. Yeah. That's smart. That's smart. how you make that's a pop, pop filter. Yeah. So my first pop filter was a do rag. That's fine. That's a quote right there. <laughs> that's that's inspiration. That should be the name For of your first album. <laughs> my first engineer album, right? Yeah. My pop filter was a do rag. <laughs> <laughs> Volume one. <laughs> I do like five five volumes of that shit. <laughs> yo, yo, when you come Pop back, do rag volume three. When you come back, when you do our other episode. We gotta put do rags on the mic. <laughs> Wave check. We, we gotta wear them too. I <laughs> know. Yeah. Uh, oh, actually, man. yo, if you can't afford a pop filter out there, do rag makes a like pretty good pop filter. You just tie it around a hanger. That's incredible you know I mean? knowledge. That's... <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, those. So these are the l- little tricks that I started learning, like throughout like my career or whatever as a youngin. You know what I mean? Like just trying to figure out like different ways, and then I started learning more about like, you know, oh, I can put processing on these on the on the vocals yeah. to make them sound good. Compression, and you know, then I started learning how to use this kind of stuff and. 
completely fucking people's records up. Well, was I was going like, to ask you. I did some horrible work, bro. I did some butcher jobs. <laughs> what was the most embarrassing situation of your young engineer oh, career that ooh. you could think of where you were like out of your league or you were like nervous as hell or like anything happened where somebody like you had any situation that comes to mind? I remember the first time I caught myself trying to use Melodyne on a on a chick's on a chick's song, I completely changed the key of her song, <laughs> and so I sent the, I sent the record uh, for the for for you that don't know what Melodyne is. It's just a um a plugin that you allows you to correct people's pitches of their voice or whatever, so you can pull up the pitch or like so like I completely like destroyed it my first time doing it. So it was like. She was singing an F, and I put made her singing like E or something like that. It was it's, it's crazy. So yeah, did she like I, it? No, no. She she was like, "Yo, what the fuck did you say?" <laughs> wow. How old were you at this time? I was probably like seventeen. Okay, so you were still young. Okay, okay. I was still yeah, I was still I yo. Was still you were using Melodon uh, at that age? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, wow. Yeah. I didn't even know it was it was out that long. Yeah, Melodon's been out for a minute. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, Melodyne's been on for a minute. So, so yeah. did you? Were you able to fix the song or just kind of? No, 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 no. She, I, like she fired that's, you that's, right there. That was when I was butchering songs all day and all night. Like, it was all you, day. It was just a, his yeah. thing at that point. Because you yeah. just didn't know. I just didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Gotcha. And that's the cool part I, I liked about engineering is because I feel like, like say for example, and this is no shade to all of all of the other sectors of the music industry, but I feel like. As an artist, you can be talented, and you can you can make it. You can be uh, a producer. You can be talented and make it. You know what I mean, and, and be able to make something really good. But with an engineer, you you have to have the talent, but also you have to gain the skills. Like it's like it's not like you 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 it's not just, raw talent. Yeah, yeah. You have to learn certain. You got to understand certain concepts mm-hmm. to be able to. So when you're in a certain situation, right, then your talent can guide you. Yeah, I mean, so okay. that, I thought that was really cool. So I, it was like I get what you're the saying. The science, the math, the technology of it mixed with the art form of it. Because I, once I, you I actually know what you're doing, now you now can you start can using be, your talents you can start using, to start yeah. fucking exactly. really... Uh, now, don't get me wrong. If I give you like an EQ and a compressor, you might like, you know, do something that really sounds really good to your ear, you know, but the thing about it is like understanding what these tools are understanding how to use these tools and what scenarios you may be able to um, do other things with these tools and what different type of, uh, I guess, like uh, methods to use tools. I mean, I, I, that was interesting for, for, for me when it came to engineering. So I like the, I like the fact that it was different. And I like the fact that I'm a little bit of a rebel in nature. So I like the fact that it wasn't what everybody was trying to do. You know, like nobody in my town was trying to be an audio engineer. Everybody wanted to be the artist. Everybody wanted to make. So it's like using on your own. So I was kind of like, yeah, on on an island of my own. You know, um, and I I like that. You know, I used to think about doing this sometimes. Oh, yeah, you know, especially because like coming up with art too. You're familiar, obviously, one one of your close friends and stuff. Like, I used to know he rapped all the time, and I used to think like everybody wants to rap. So I used to think like maybe I should learn how to engineer and shit, but you know, I was young and started cutting school and all that. Other I was gonna stuff, say you know? horny. I was young and horny, <laughs> nah, nah, nah. chasing so girls. I never, pursued, I never pursued that, but yeah, man, that's that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, man, it, it's a, it's a it's a lovely 
um, craft to to be able to do. Um, there's a lot of like mentalism that's that's a part of it. Like you got to really understand how to like like. I don't know. It's a humbling experience to be an engineer because not only do you have your own vision, but you also have to meet the guidelines of another person's vision. So mm. it really teaches you the ultimate compromise. Like, Ooh. you know what I mean? How to compromise and how to like compromise your vision for, you know, other people's vision. And it's a humbling Gosh. experience in general. And just like the nature of, of engineering in, in the industry is that like, we're, I don't know, like if you just know uh, my tribe of audio engineers, it's just like, they're the most humble people in the world. You know, like, like they're really, you know, we share, we share knowledge with each other. I feel like, you know, we're just on an island of our own as far as the music industry goes. And I feel like really audio engineers are like the unsung heroes of the music industry. Cause think about there literally quite literally is no recording industry without engineers. Exactly. Like if you don't have records. If you don't have actually records recorded and mixed and put on like disc or, or put it on a streaming platform or something like that, you don't have any music industry. Yeah, also, like, people don't understand. Like, if you listen to, used to be radio, you would listen to, but, you know, listen to a playlist or something on a streaming service. Like, the songs that are the pop songs and the mainstream songs today that you hear, like, most mainstream pop artists are not great vocalists. But engineers are the ones behind making their voices sound a certain way to an acceptable level that it could become a product and become become commerce and stuff they dress up all the floors and 100%. stuff so it's like you know and really great engineers can make really like average sounding voices sound incredible you yeah. know so like yes it's, it's a super important like part of i don't mean just music broadcast tv you know like film um yeah, it's 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 crazy. I definitely have a lot of respect for that. I, I took actually audio engineering at Nassau Community College. I got a certificate degree in that, but like I I stopped with it. Like I did internships and everything. Like, but back then what was funny. This is Pro Tools just came out. Like it was just becoming the standard mm. or something like that. It didn't just come out, but like so like what I first learned was like on the actual like old school analog console yeah you tell your age right now boy. yeah i know it's wild it's wild I'm, I'm comfortable with it um but yeah it was bugged out but it was an older studio so they weren't really on the digital shit like that you know um but, but it was cool um you have any questions um Jumbo, for time? um based off so not the real g unit there was a, okay. <laughs> okay. I was curious <laughs> how that how that yeah, story was, wrapped up. It was Tony no, Mayo. That story, that, story <laughs> Mayo. Up, that like that story wrapped up because like I didn't. I thank God I didn't get caught. Okay. <laughs> what would have happened if if you got caught and your mom walked in? I mean, twenty ass. She would have been fucking pissed. Like... I mean, what would have really happened? I probably would have got yelled at a lot. She would have beat up fucking... the whole G unit. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> she would have definitely cursed every one of them niggas out and be like, "Yo, get the fuck out of here." So, at what point in your journey, like, uh, did you get to a point where you recorded someone? You was like, "Holy shit!" Like, I'm really like making strides at this engineering stuff. Yeah, Yo. like I really does this now. Like... <laughs> Yo, actually, uh, the first person I ever worked with, like, I guess, um, with any kind of celebrity stature, actually, was when I was, uh, I, I was actually, like, 17. It was with, uh, tech, te uh, what's it called? 
Tech, tech from, no, no, Tech from Smith and Wesson. Oh, oh okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. cool. Yeah, real cool. He can't, he actually worked with this producer, and I gotta shout him out, Drawzilla. He was Drawzilla, a, he, he's he's somebody who really like like really you know put me under his wing and gave me you know opportunity you know nice. um to, at, a, at a young age you know to like work out of his studio and not only work out of the studio but make money like you know i i got to actually you know, 17 that's yeah crazy. yeah yeah so you know um so you wasn't in college yet or were you in college no yet? that wasn't that wasn't in college yet and i think the college move was when i really started taking engineering like completely seriously uh mm. because i had a I could have went to like a community college that was local that everybody went to, and that was like kind of the plan. I was supposed to go to Dutchess Community mm. or whatever. Uh, so I had two options. I said, she said, you know, you can go there or you can go to anywhere that has that same price. So <laughs> the only other place that I could go that had that same price that had audio engineering was QCC. Wow. Yeah, in I mean, Queens. that's in Queens. Queens. Yeah, yeah, Queens Community so College. That's when I. That's when I decided to go to QCC. Uh, because I wanted to do audio engineering. At first, I thought I wanted to do sports medicine. Mm. That was that's what I really wanted to get into. But but I took like a uh, like a nursing class, which was it was dope because there was a lot of girls in that. Class. Uh, nice. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. but I fucking hated it. Mm. I was like, yo, I'm not doing this shit. You know what yeah, I mean, and now obviously nursing is not sports medicine. Completely di- different, but I was like, I just didn't like. It turned the, you off from the whole. Were, I just didn't like the whole sterile yeah. feel of the hospital. Is your, and is your family and, West and, Indian? And, uh, I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm only asking because he wanted to be a nurse. I was like, <laughs> no, no, I didn't, didn't want to be a nurse. nurse. Uh, no, I didn't want to be a nurse. No, let's, mm. let's not, not put that room out there. No. Sports <laughs> medicine. I wanted to be a sport, a sports doctor. Yeah. Oh, okay. You got sports doctor vibes though. Yeah, like word, you're the word, sports word, doctor word, of word, engineering. Word, word, word. See, I wanted to be here with Luca, with Luca, and like, ah, right, yo, Luca, your ankle, I got you, brother. Yeah. But yeah. then I was like, nah, you know, I, 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 I just didn't like that. Path, you know, track, so track, track. I decided to, to, to pursue music. Was what is um, was there any inspirations for you, like as far as producers and engineers, or how you kind of that you saw as something that you wanted to achieve? You know. Yeah, at first, uh, at first I didn't know much about it, uh, but then you know I started learning about people like Tony Maserati, you know, um, which was one of the first engineers that I really found out about because I, I'm a I love Biggie, and he did a lot of Biggie, um, you know, um, so Tony Maserati, and then I started learning about people like Manny Marroquin who just uh, he did this Kendrick Lamar album, his last Kendrick. Wow, album. wow, um, you know, and he's just like I mean. Life After Death is an amazing fucking yeah. engineered uh, album. Yeah. My yeah, God. 100%. And that was in 90s. They recorded that from like 96, 97. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like. I, yeah, when I started learning about guys like yeah, that. that is it, awesome. It, it, it told me, it, it really made me feel like, oh shit, like this is like, these guys are cool. Like these guys really know their shit, you know, like they're intelligent, they're talented. Oh, did you, you know? ever meet them? I got to meet Tony Maserati once at a at a at a convention, but you know I never really got to like you know Talk with uh, build with him. I never really had like a, a engineer mentor. Um, besides, you know, uh, Michael. Later in my career, uh, I took a mentor on named Michael White. He taught me a lot about about mixing, and he really, you know, kind of guided me and took me to that next level of like really understanding the the art of mixing you know um and that's something that you know 
this whole journey kind of led me to. But <clears throat> we were if, if I if we rewind back to the college days, so I was living in Poughkeepsie, and I was actually tra. So when I decided to go to college, I had to travel from uh, Poughkeepsie all the way to um, Queens. So sometimes that would be like a three hour ride from back and forth, back and forth every day or whatever. So I started, you know, um, you know, coming down, I would stay, you know, in the Bronx sometimes. Uh, and, you know, it was just a journey to kind of like, you know, get, get to the point where I am now. Um, and after college, you know, I started interning. I went to every studio and, and New York city, I had a, you know, or every studio in the Times Square vicinity, like I went to like 10, 15 different studios with a stack of folders. I went to FedEx and I printed out a bunch of resumes mm. and I just started going. I wanted to really, really work at um, Rock the Mic. Rock the Mic is was Jay-Z's studio, Rockefeller studio. Really, really wanted to work at Rock the Mic. So much so there was a a, um, a little secretary and I used to bring her flowers. <laughs> I used to bring her flowers and she she was like yeah you know you know i'll see what i can do thank you you know yeah. you're so cool you know what i mean whatever you know i, I would, would that's bring dope her. that to me that speaks to like the ambition the yeah. grind the hustle the, just thinking outside the box how can i get my foot in this door 100 i love you know, that you know what was crazy because uh because uh my boy brought me to the studio and was like yo this is rock the mic studio or whatever and then jay-z's uh nephew got out the car Whatever nigga looks just like Jay Z. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, you know I mean, and he got out the car and he and he got it and he went in. And I was like, I just really wanted to work there because Jay Z's my favorite artist. So I was like, shit, I really want to work here. Um, and I didn't even know about Quad Studios at that time. I never heard of Quad Studios. So I walked uh to Quad Studios, uh, because I, I Googled it or whatever, like studios in this area, or whatever, and it said Quad Studios. So I walked uh, and I didn't know because in Quad the elevators are um are locked but i didn't know that i was like damn these elevators aren't working and Ooh. usually the staircase is locked too but this day the staircase was open so i went in the staircase and i walked up to 10 flights or whatever i wow. went up there and then usually that door is cl- locked as well usually but Not this today. day it was open wow yeah i'm trying God to say just opening so doors i walked today. in and i saw one of the interns and he was like nervous. He was like, "How the, how the fuck did you get in here?" Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, because they, you know, it's more like you know, professional. You don't really want, you know, the celebrity clients in there. You don't want like random people off the street like walking in. You know, yeah. Um. So the intern was like frantic, like, "Oh shit! Like, how did you get in here?" And I was like, "Oh no, bro. I was just, I just wanted to hand my resume in. I'm looking for an internship." And this this dude came out the back. His name was Jason. He was a he was the manager at the time. And he was like, "Oh, you looking intern?" Da, da, da. And, he was like, and he asked me a few questions. He was like, "Yo, come back to uh, come back. I think like Monday or something like that." And I was like, "Word, all right, cool." And then he came back. I came back Monday, and I I was like telling him everything that I'm doing and stuff like that. And he was like, "All right, let's do it." Just like that. I was like, "Word." He was like, "He was like, he was like, yeah, let's do it. Like, let's start. Whenever, when 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 you want to start." And I'm like, "Shit." So I'm like, I'm like, "All right, cool." So. Like I left there, I swear to God, I feel like that was my pursuit of happiness moment. Like you wow. know where like you walk through I'm, the, you, you know how you walk through the crowd. Right like now. I was like, yo, this is the, this is the start. Like this is this is the start of of That's me beautiful. working in in this industry. Yeah, you just know, just to be clear, um, when you walked in to it was Quad Studios, right? It was Quad Studios. When you right. walked in, what was your intention in of being there? 
before you just wandered up the stairs to, to intern, intern, to intern, to, to, add, to talk to somebody basically yeah. to drop yeah, your resume. Yeah, well, to drop my resume okay. off for an internship. By the okay, way, gotcha. Quad Studios is the famous Quad Studios where Tupac Shakur was shot yeah. in the elevator where he was robbed, and where basically the Biggie was there the, that the, night. Biggie was there recording with Little C's in another studio and. Pac always thought that Biggie had him set up and had something to do with it. So that's that's kind of that's an historic place. Historic. Yeah. And and beyond beyond Tupac and Biggie recording there, there's been plenty of people recorded there. You know, all the legends. I mean, I I got the pleasure of hearing like personal stories of like people who were there, you know, the OGs that uh were there the day he got shot and kind of tell stories and stuff like that. You know, so I was like, you know, I got the pleasure to like hear that kind of stuff. You know, from them. So that I remember cool. one time I was at Quad and yeah, um, yeah, 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 I was so there with that. you and um, someone just randomly told me a story that like the the back area of the penthouse was like a room that Biggie used to like sleep in. Like there was a bed and all that there for him. Oh, I'm pretty sure. And Hell yeah. While he recorded and shit. So he could be there for days like recording and shit. And yeah, like shit. I was like, wow. Yeah. That's no, that's it was like dedication. a random conversation. Yeah, that's the dedication. I mean, well, that that that's kind of the culture of like being in the industry and being in the engine, being especially as engineers. It's like kind of like like workhorse. Yeah, you know I mean, like you gotta be the first in the gym, the last one to leave the gym. And the the culture of being an intern at the time that was the culture. You wanted to be the best intern, so you wanted to be there longer, stronger than anybody else. Yeah, you know I mean, so because those were ones that got the opportunity because the notion that we always were on was and this was the truth is that you get your opportunities when you're available. And this is something that always stuck with me, because what ends up happening is that when that engineer is sick that day or that engineer is late that day, or that up. engineer fucking is just not on the P's and Q's that day. You're next. Yeah. You wow. know, and that's when you get your opportunity. And that's how. I finally started getting an opportunity because of things like that, because engineer didn't show up or engineer was messing up in the session. And then you're there and then you're allowed to, I mean, step in and, you know, and, and now, now you're working. You remember your first uh, session at at quad? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Was was it a, you know, particular artist or. Uh, So it was actually, it wasn't anybody like famous or anything like that. It was a, it was a producer and a writer. They were in there, I guess, working on a camp, I guess. I think it was for Epic or whatever. So they were in there working on a camp Epic for Epic Records. Epic Records, yeah, yeah. So the guy kept on asking me questions. He was manning, he was manning Pro Tools himself. He didn't have an engineer. He didn't book book for an engineer or whatever. So um, I guess he used he's used to using Ableton or Cubase or something like that. So um, he kept on asking me questions like, Yo, how do I do this in Pro Tools? How do I do this in Pro Tools? And after like the fourth time, he was like, "Yo, dude, you want to just like record me?" And I was like, "Yeah, I don't, I don't mind." Yeah, you know I mean, and I was like, "Yo, I just gotta make sure it's cool." Like, you know what I mean, them or whatever. And and so I asked the manager, and he was like, "Yeah, if he said you want to record him," so I recorded him, and I did a really good job. Like, you know, they really like like my vibe and everything like that. So the next time they came back, they were like, "Yo, we want that guy to work with me again." And then nice. and then the writer, she came with another group of producers or whatever and then she said oh yeah i want him again you know so then it looked made me look good to the management like oh shit like this this dude is really on his p's and q's and i remember one time you know back then it was like real harsh like as little i don't know how it is now but like like um 
like if you were messed up in a session, you would get kicked out. You know I mean, like people would kick you out of their session because you fucking up. You know what I mean? So wow. pretty much one of the engineers fucked up on on a session or whatever, and they kicked him out. And they, it, I felt so bad for him because they made him come in into the shop. We were in the shop. It was like our little office or whatever. They made him come into the shop and be like, "Yo, they said they want Ty to be on the session, mm. whatever." And like all the the, the managers and the owners were Oof. there and everything. And I was like, "Damn." I felt bad, but it, it, but so that that kind of propelled me to be able to like be able to get a little bit more gigs there. So so were you always like super cool under pressure, like, or did Yo, you also feel that pressure of like, damn, if I fuck up right now, they they might get you know me out? what's so crazy, and I, I've 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 definitely felt the pressure, but I've always just dove in anyway. I just mm. did it anyway. Like I don't know, something in my mind was just be like, oh, fuck it, I'm, I'm gonna do it. Like you know what I mean, like my first session. I didn't know how to turn the big speakers on to the small speakers. So, like, every time they opened the booth, it was getting, like, so much feedback and shit like that. Like, I just, you know, I didn't really know fully what I was doing. I had to, I was learning on the job, Ooh. you know. Um, so, you know, you learn. you, And then we we taught each other as engineers. But, um, yeah, that was a, I w- when I look back on it, it's probably going to be one of the most special times of my life, that internship. It probably was, was one of the most important times of my life too because it was just like we had nothing bro we were broke yeah you know i mean we like we you're not getting paid yeah you know i mean like you're doing this shit for free and you're doing yeah, it for probably like 10 10 months to a year for Sheesh. free and new, living in new york city yeah you know i mean so i remember one day i got tired of coming back and forth um from poughkeepsie to uh to the city to do my internship and i, I remember i said I need to be there longer and stronger than everybody else. You know what I mean? So one day, literally, I packed, I just woke up and packed all my shit. And I told, and my, my brother used to drive me to the train. And he's, he's like, wiping his eye, like, what the fuck? What, what you doing with all this shit? Where you going? So yo, bro, I'm never coming back. I'm out. <laughs> and he was wow. like, he, th- he didn't think I was serious. I was like, nah, bro, I'm never coming back. I'm, just, I'm doing this music shit. And he was like, what? And then I moved into the studio. I moved into the studio. I just slept in the studio. I was, I was sleeping in the staircase sometimes. Sometimes I was sleeping in the were garbage you, were room. Were you authorized or? You, yeah, yeah. You just no, they didn't give. A, I mean, oh, I was. I, I was. Not to say they didn't give a fuck, but like it was encouraged to for you to for you to like want to work, live and breathe that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be, because if you're working, if you're doing your thing, I mean, I look. I'm giving them free labor. I'm cleaning the studio. I'm taking care of the clients, doing runs. You know, for the yeah. clients if they need anything. So they need as to long build as a fucking. Yeah, a shower doing, and all that in the yeah. spot for like people like that that are willing to sacrifice. You know? We would have to go to the to, to the local gym to yeah, shower. Yeah, you know I, mean? I would say, or maybe a hotel or something. Yeah, yeah. Or or when times were rough, and you know, this is no politics, so we're gonna keep it straight here. Sometimes we would have to, you know, you got the the brown uh, the brown papers in the in the bathroom. You just and you got the foam brown soap. Yeah, you know what I mean, and that's and that's how you just use yeah. bird bath. Yeah, you know I mean, and that's how we and that's how we had to get it in. And I trust me, I was not the only one. Yeah, you know what I mean, like sometimes that's how, how it was. Wow. Um, it was crazy because dedication. you know the the funny part is that we would have all of these like major artists come in, and they didn't like you know it's not their job to understand like or know that you know these the these, hustle, these, the grind, the, the struggle. They don't know the they don't know what what's happening behind it. But it's funny because like. When we have rec- like artists like ASAP Rocky or DJ Khaled and all these different artists that will come in 
And like we like when when I tell you we were so broke, we were so broke that like whatever they ordered during the during their fucking session, we were scavenging off their food. Like we're mm. like okay, like if ASAP Rocky ordered like some chicken or some shit, like now like artists didn't notice. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we would literally oh he can bite that side of the chicken, we eat that side of the chicken. We used to love wow. when, when Rocky used to come to the studio because he used to leave these fucking big ass blunts. You know what I mean? Big fat ass blunts. You like, hear that, Rocky? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you <laughs> Thank for that. Thank you for the good he weed. But, but <laughs> now, no, uh, let me let me just do another clarification. The artists didn't know about this. You know what yeah. Mean? So it was, I'm like, sure this they is were not lying this, if they left it behind. No, 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 no. no. But what I'm trying to say is that. It's not like their fault or anything yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. or like. It's Imagine like, if you would have kept the half eaten uh, ASAP Rocky sandwich. You know how much it'd be say, worth. Yeah, like now? you ever yeah, share stories? <laughs> like, yo, the other day I was I was biting on ASAP Rocky's drumstick that he let. Like, <laughs> Whoa. He's, sharing, he's sharing fucking food scavenger stories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 nah. yeah. and this is this is this is pre because uh, uh, I know he's a vegetarian now. I think. Oh, okay. Vegan now. Is he? So I didn't know that. This when he still wants meat and shit. But yeah, he was awesome, awesome dude. Like really, really, yeah, really cool guy. Is he the first? Who's the first? Like kind of like notable person that you would say that you recorded or been in the session with? Uh, I remember it like it was yesterday. It was a uh, not well. Well, remember I said probably Tech from Smith and Wesson. I probably okay. First. So, but, at, but but at Quad once, once you're at in New when York, I was though. at Quad, it was Stolly actually. Stolly, uh, remember M- Stolly? Philly rapper. Oh, Ohio. 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 So so I remember I recorded him and I posted a picture online. That was the first time like I didn't even know his his music like that. So and people were like, Well, you work with Stanley? That's crazy. I was like, Oh work? Oh, so you ain't even posted it to like Flex. Nah, I wasn't even posting it to Flex because I really didn't know his music like that. Gotcha. Yeah, I'm trying to say so, but people were like, Oh shit, that was dope. Yeah, I mean. Um, and then yeah, I mean, you know, after that, but you know, we got a lot, we got to work with a lot. Oh, but I was about to say with the I'm sorry to kind of switch topics, but I was saying about the ASAP Rocky blunts. So sometimes, like, so we would get the we would get we would scavenge the food or whatever. But what we really loved is that we would take like if they had roaches or anything like that at the end, we would like take them shits and we roll them shits up. Yo, Chuck, we didn't have no money for weed at the time. You know what I mean? So you wow. know, <laughs> so or uh like so we like we would like when when Rocky used to come through because. You know, you know, some people like they they don't smoke all the way down to the. He used to like leave like like clips, like full clips. We were like, damn, these is like damn, they're full blunts. You know what I mean? <laughs> and just re-roll and, you them know, shit. Yeah, exactly. We was re-rolling shit. Fuck it. Now that's some real scavengers. <laughs> so, yeah. so this is you and other interns. This is me and all the interns. Like we was all on that time. You know what I mean? Because we none of us had money. Like we. It was dollar slice. That was pretty much it. That's all we could afford. We could afford dollar slice. And what we would do at the dollar slice spot is that we would put hot sauce on that shit, so it feel like you actually in the meal. You know what I mean? Like, all right, yo, let's. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, so we would, wow. we would go in. You know what I mean? That's the grind, yo. Take yeah. care of your engineers, man. Yeah, yeah. It's not easy. No, but that's just the grind. But again, we th- there's no boohooing because we we. You did it for opportunity. We did it for opportunity. We chose that life. Yeah. Yeah. You know I mean, we chose that life to be able to to be able to have to be available to have that opportunity when it when it arises. I, I still I mean? like that you said that because that reminds me of like uh, luck is when preparation meets opportunity, and it's almost like it's not that you just lucky because it, by chance, by random chance, it's because you made yourself available enough that. Op- when opportunities came, you were there. So it's almost like 
a person that posts a hundred songs has a better chance of one of those going viral than someone that posts two songs. Yeah. Right. It's just you creating your own opportunity by being available, like you said. So yeah, one hundred percent. And by taking those shots. And that's why they champion that, like, yo, be here. Because like yeah. you said, someone could be calling out or fuck up. And then it's showtime. One hundred percent and then it's showtime. And now and Next now you got a credit. To bat. You know, now you got a credit. Woo! You know, and now you're like, oh shit, you know, I can leverage this credit to get more work. Yeah, I mean, so that's pretty much what what we did it for, you know, is to be able to leverage the the, the opportunities that we got there, and we got a lot of them. I mean, we got a shit ton of them. So that's I mean, awesome. I was gonna say, um, so you speak into the scavenger lifestyle, the hustle type lifestyle. So it made me, it makes me want to ask, and this is something that I like to ask: is uh, is there a human quality or trait that you hold in like super high regard? So like something like respect is important to me. Honesty is important to me. Is it hustle that's important to you? Hard work, like what is it? Like is there one single human quality or trait that you feel like just tops the list for you that you put first? Hmm. Take your time too. Think about that. <laughs> I mean, maybe grace. Mm. Ooh. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Like, we live in, we, we're we in the music industry where I think people operate with one another in a, in a very transactional way where it's just like, I only want to interact with people that can, can do benefit things for me. me. You know what I mean? And I just, I just think it's a very in, inhuman way to yeah, that's interact with I, I feel that. people. You know, um, so I don't know. I just always liked when, you know, uh, I always liked artists who would come in the studio or, or people who would just be, you know, around in the music industry who connected with other people based off of like, not just, oh, this person is that, you know, can do this for me. Or this person has done this in the music industry. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I like people who connect with people just because like, Naturally, you're cool. Genuine. Yeah. Like, I fuck with you. I, gen- exactly. I genuinely fuck and with you. And that's funny because I love that you said that, That bro. was going to be one of my that's questions. That's the no politics, right? <laughs> that's the vibe. That's exactly yes, the vibe. genuineness. Yeah. And and just piggybacking off of you asking that question, but it, you answering that question reminded me I wanted to ask you too. Like, was there anyone that was the most like, genuine humble person that you was like damn i can't believe this person is this fucking graceful graceful yo cool. like, i am gonna lie jake hole wow Probably that, one that of don't most, surprise me but that don't surprise me once he yeah, said it bro there was times where like he would come to the studio and i don't know if he will remember this or not but he would come to the studio and like we'll be like in a circle talking like having a conversation and like you'll hear somebody talking like yeah wait wait, wait, wait cole we didn't even know that was you there, bro. Like it just was just real so, humble, low key. Like that, like that humble. Like yeah. wow. Like coming, coming, coming to the studio, sweatpants, hoodie. You know, just, just very, very Damn. regular. Like I remember introducing him to my girlfriend at the time. I'm like, "Yo, Cole, this is my girlfriend." Yeah, you know I mean, wow. and like, and then he was just like very like, he wasn't like industry. That's, he was just like very like. That reminds that's such me a dope of human. Story. Did you see the story of J Cole that um he had a fan that he told her. He'll help her get through college. Oh yeah, yeah, I see As long that. as she graduates, and he'll go to her graduation or some shit. Some shit like and that. No, out. no, no. If she that he'd go to her graduation if she went to a four year college, I think something yeah. like and that. And he helped her with the college as well. Uh, uh, um, I don't maybe, know too maybe much. Not. I, I, I wouldn't like put it past like him though. Like- and he showed up for her graduation through it all. Like 
and all that. I mean, you got to respect people like that because it's just like he has every right to come in and have like this elitist mentality. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I'm a celebrity. I'm rich. You know, you know, I have, you know, you know, I'm in a position of of power. here, Exactly. Right. And that's the dynamic. And sometimes you do feel that when you're in a in, in, in a room, with, in certain a room with, with certain people, you'll you'll feel that power dynamic, you know. And and as engineers, I think that's a tough thing that we we don't talk about enough is because that's something that we still have to maneuver through, and you still have to be professional, you know. Yeah, even if you're somebody working is with being, someone, you gotta I mean, cooperate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, because you're there. Our job, think about it. Our job is sensitive in the fact that we have to make sure that the artist feels comfortable because if you're working with somebody who's a famous person, like if you're working with like a Beyonce or something like that, you, they, they got to know, like they can trust you. Like you're not going to like leak their records. You're mm -hmm. not going to like secretly record them or something like do some right. weird shit, you yeah. know, that could compromise them. Like they yeah. have to be able to trust your character. Right. So, you know, you have to be professional at all times, even if we're having fun and chucking and jiving in the studio, you're the captain of that ship. You're Ooh. the one that has to make sure that, yo, this shit is like, like, you know, you, you make sure that things are going right and things get, and, and work is getting done and the vibe is set, you know, um, and that's part of, that's part of the job, job description as well, you know? Yeah, we're, um, I was going to ask, what era was this when you met Cole and stuff? And So this is like 2000 and, 10 between like 2010 and 2014 Ooh. okay so, so, so right before Forest Hills Drive so it's like Born Sinner era yeah yeah Debut exactly album. exactly is there any particular Friday song Night that you Lights. worked on with, with him that you remember any any mixed so, work that you did or? I don't think he released anything so I got to record him once oh, okay. or whatever um, and I'm not sure if he released the record um, but you know, it was a pleasure to to, to do. Was he a quick worker and stuff? Like, is he like efficient? Or? Usually, actually, he's the type of person where usually he'll come and record himself. Uh, you know, he knows his way around Pro Tools. Okay. Uh, you know, and there's a lot of artists that I worked with that are like that. Like Travis, he's like that. Knows his way around Pro Tools. Travis and Scott. I think, yeah, Travis Scott. You know, um, I think I think that's kind of like the this generation artists that kind of like understand what they want and understand, you know. And I, I, I've noticed that affinity with a lot of, like, people who have already had success. Like, they, like, when they come in the studio, they kind of, like, know what they want. And they you know, they know how to produce themselves in some yeah, aspects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They really kind of understand their sound. Yeah. You know? Um, so, that's really, you know, I mean, that's really cool to work with, too, you know? So, you, so you mentioned uh, Travis Scott, J. Cole. Um, I know you worked with, um, man. I'm blanking right now. Um, Ty Dolla Sign. Ty Dolla Sign. Yeah, he was yeah, also very cool. Exactly. Very, very cool dude. Yo, dude walked in, and this is something I do regret. He walked in, the first thing he said is like, yo, do you got beats? And I wasn't confident in my beats at the time. Mm. So I told him no. Damn. You know, Damn. and I could have, you know, and that's, so that's a lesson for people. Like, always... Like, because wow. who knows? Like, even yeah. though I thought even my if they was trash, Even if they was trash, right? You know what I mean? Even if they was trash... It's the same result as you saying no. I got no beats. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yo, Ty, Ty Dollar Sign. If you hear this, he got beats. <laughs> got beats now, Ty. I got beats Too late now, though. But, yeah. <laughs> you never know. Doors don't close. You know, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, another 
I mean, he was a really, really cool dude. Um, uh, you know, I didn't know at the time that he played so many instruments and he wow. was so musical, wow. you know, at the time, you know, um, and it was, it, it was weird because, oh God. yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of the best melody yeah. singers in the past 10 years, right? Last 10 years. Yeah. He got it. He definitely has a gift for melody. He's been in. He's nice. Killing it. He's fucking amazing. He's a fucking amazing. Long time. Yeah, he's great. I'm I'm a big fan of a lot of his um albums. But um, I was gonna ask you: Is there any advice you would give to anyone coming into engineering or producing? Besides, don't say you don't got beats. (laughs) 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 Like like direction they can go and 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 shit like that. Like I would say I would say you know. Um, diving in, I think is the most important part. One of my friends, he has a he has a saying: "You don't know nobody. You didn't know nobody in the first grade until you got to the first grade, right? You know. Ooh. And sometimes, like, it's just going to the dance that gets us there. And sometimes we kind of are over analytical of actually going to the dance. Like right now, like you guys are doing it. You guys Preach. are doing the podcast, nice. right? Like you're just doing it. Like, and then like don't overanalyze all the other things that's going to come with it." Yeah, you know I mean, like you're doing it now, and then eventually those things before you know it, you're like, "Damn, we've been doing this podcast for a year. We've been doing this. We got to this point, right?" Facts. And and that's and that's I think that's how everything in life is: is that some things you got to just dive into and kind of just do it, and not really um, give it too much thought. Because if you if you really think about anything too much, then you're not gonna do it. Yeah, you know analysis I mean? paralysis. Like, it's like you, you, yeah, yeah, you're sitting there just thinking of all the little things we have, but we can't do this because I, I would need to know this, and if I gotta know that, then I gotta do this. Like, yeah, nothing and, sensible. And then, to really not, do. And then <laughs> and the and only thing you're doing yeah. is not doing anything. And yeah. that's advice that, that could go beyond just edge. That was actually great life advice. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Jump in, Fast. dive in, dive oh, yeah. in, dive in. You gotta dive in, you know. But yeah, so um, working that quad was a was a was a blessing and i got to uh the todd dollar son stuff was actually at blast off when i was over at blast off you know i was um, thinking the name buster i know you work with buster too at one point no no, no i didn't work with, i didn't you work did with buster. No, no, no. I, i've been around, been around buster him. a lot you know I mean? okay my, okay so that must friends that, buster yeah, walked yeah, yeah, by yeah. me once while <laughs> i was in quad studio yeah, yeah. in the on the bottom floor during nft nyc oh shit yeah, yeah. i was well, on we, we was man in the doors i was on the elevator with him once i just played it cool yeah, yeah, I, mean, I just let, respected his space. You yeah, know? I mean, yeah. I didn't jump at him or nothing. Yeah, yeah he could be an intense person. So, yeah, that's not a person you want to mess with too much. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> he's definitely gonna turn up on you. Yeah, I remember I saw him. Legend. The, I saw him. Legend, yeah. In the Universal Music Group building, this is when he was signed with Cash Money, I think. Oh, wow. And I think the Big Bang was about to come out, or it was like. You know his 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 aftermath album. Okay, I don't, I don't know if you remember that one. Yeah, that album. So anyway, it was it was a pretty good album actually. But um, New York shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, I was walking into the building. He was walking out, and I'm like, I looked at him, and this is when he got Diesel and cut his hair. And I was like, yo. So yeah, this like, is his aftermath album. And I said, I was like, yo, Buster, what up? I just took a chance. I was like, fucking, I want to see Buster. That was aggressive. And then. And then <laughs> And then he was like, he said it in that growly voice. Class was like, "What up?" <laughs> <laughs> he just looked at me. "What up?" <laughs> solid Buster impression. Yeah, that was solid. That was yeah. solid. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So um, yeah, 
it's cool. It's cool working with celebrities. Uh, I like working with celebrities and independent artists. I think some of the most talented people I've worked with are are people nobody's heard. Who of. aren't? Yeah, yeah. That's that's the beauty of it too. You can like discover hidden talent, like people that aren't known yet. You know, one hundred percent. That's cool. I, as fuck. I got to work with a lot of people early in their career as well. Um, you know, and that was really cool. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Travis, I worked with him real early in his career. Uh, A Boogie was real early. PNB Rocker was real early Ooh. in his career. Um, Roddy Rebel and Bobby Smurda, that was real early in their career. Wow, I didn't even you know, know that. Yeah, yeah, Look at that. That's I was cool. actually there that, that, that night. That they got locked up. I was, I, I left the studio like an hour before. Wow. Yeah, wow. so that happened at Quad Studios too. And my boy calls me and he's like, yo, bro, you're not going to believe what just happened. Like, you're going to, like, this shit is going to be all over the news in the morning. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? He was like, yo, like, 30 minutes after you left, like, the whole SWAT came up in here and took everybody. And they arrested everybody, like, engineers and everybody. was Wow. Everybody was in their guffs. You know what I mean? Why did you leave? What made you leave that night? Oh, no, because I was going to the studio around the corner. So I was still at the other studio wow. with my boy. With my boy, I was we was just kicking it. You know what I mean, and I was just like, you know, and yeah. So it was just like, you know, I could have been there, but yeah, no. Nah, that's why I asked. I was, was like, crazy. I wonder what was it that pulled you out of that moment away. From I was that gonna moment. say he went to get a dollar that's... slice with some hot yeah, sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he went to get the G unit. <laughs> you had to go engineer for. Now, at that yeah, point, yeah. I had a little. I had a. I had a little more than the dollar sign. I could. I could afford a little more than the dollar. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. At that point, I came up a little bit by yeah. that time. <laughs> a little bit. Grind. But then, yeah, yeah, we're still grind. Yeah. Is there is there anyone you haven't worked with that you would love to work with besides oh, Jay Z? Yeah, obviously, definitely. definitely. There's a bunch of people. Is Jay Z at the top of the list though? I would assume. Yeah, I would say. Okay, Jay-Z so then, and Kanye. He's so mad Kanye. about that answer, by the way. 100%. I don't give a fuck. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> why not? Why am I be mad about who motivates he, he him? Hates but there's not. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 say that. There's mad people with talent. Though. I'm joking. I think that, that's like I would love to kind of just work with you know. Right, um, right. So, so yeah. any new up and coming? That you feel like, you know what? They're dope. I, I would like to even give them some beats, maybe. Up and coming. I mean, how up and coming? All right, I'm going to say, like, these, these uh, like, if K-Flock was out, B-Love, uh, the J.I.s. Yeah, I like the, the, I like the drill stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, these little TJs, uh, the little techers, even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I enjoy Yo, you know what's, and I'm going to be very honest and frank. Because, uh, you know, we, I'm I'm not that old, much older. I'm 30. I'm about to be 32. Yeah. But, like, I come from a different era of music. And honestly, when I, like, like we're talking 2010s, when, and remember, there was this big, big divide between, like, the generations, right? Yeah. Of, like, because, you know, the older generation wasn't really fucking with the sonic landscape. And I kind of leant a little bit more towards that that sector Ooh. i was a little bit more lean than obviously like older older guys you know what i mean but i kind of leaned towards that section and i felt like i closed myself off from actually like because hip-hop has always been about rebellion right and like fuck what you older guys are saying like this will this is what the vibe is so i feel like now i'm a little bit more in tune even now yeah. because i because i'm giving it more of an open air yeah. like even like you would bring certain artists to me and i'm like i don't know i, don't know. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I discovered as know, i got I'm, older I'm, too, I'm not like that I was, anymore i had to open myself up a little bit i more. had to do the same shit i remember just growing up thinking like 
you know, just just being like, ah, like Tyler would bring me something, like, ah, whatever, like, y'all on some young shit. But then I realized, like, I don't want to be one of them, like, old heads <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. just, like, it's, don't give nothing a chance. It's funny. Yeah. Like, that's not that. real you music. Give, you got to like, give shit, you got to give it a chance. And when, once, once I did give it a chance, I really enjoyed a lot of the stuff that I was, uh, I mean, I was listening mm-hmm. to. And, you know, you don't want to be the grumpy engineer, like, exactly. just, like, recording <laughs> shit, like, yeah, you young whippersnappers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ain't fucking with Buster. But I would also imagine. I would also imagine that you listening to that type of music kind of gives you a better feel to how to mix those records or where to go when 100%. you when you actually work with those type of artists. Or even like a little baby. One hundred percent. A little yeah. baby's fire. Like, oh yeah, he's if you, fire. If you were to get a beat to him or even work with him, that'd be dope. You 100%. know, that would be cool as fuck. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. One thing I wanted to mention, Buster. So I know um, somebody that you mentored was nominated for for a Grammy for for Buster's album, the last Buster album, oh, or something wait, like that. Was Delany nominated for a Grammy for that? I think she was. I know it was something. Right. Shout out to Delany. Yeah, she's she's a talented engineer. She's you know took off and on her own merit. You know, I can't yeah, take yeah. credit for that. So she's yeah. she did her own thing. But I know I know she she gave she gave you. I know she. She did like a post where she kind of shouted you out and stuff. I remember. Uh, I, I really appreciate it. Yeah, that, that's sure. cool. When you get yeah. the respect from your peers, that's that's a big yeah, that, you that's, know, thing. Yeah, I always try to give respect to people, and you yeah, know what I mean? and you've nah, you do, been bro. That way, you've yeah. always been that way. Super yeah. humble. You had super. your clubhouse shit, like you said. You referred to your crew as your tribe, and I fuck with that. You know, that is my tribe. Yeah, that's your tribe, and y'all are very like great people, and like you said, very insightful. Whether Yo. it's shared knowledge, it's a community. It's I miss, a real community. I, I community, miss those yeah. uh, clubhouse conversations that you were having on there. Though. I think you were killing it. Like, I, nah, you that are. Jimmy Douglas interview. Oh yeah, yeah, Ooh. Jimmy Douglas, man, legend, dude. That was a great fucking yeah. interview. Yeah, and I was, was there. For, I was there for the Grandmaster Flash. Great oh, interview. That was that was the That's best amazing. night ever. Yes, <laughs> yes. he was, he was talking about how Lupe he came up. Fiasco was there. Lupe, Lupe Fiasco was there. Yeah, that was fire. Oh. that was so fire. It's it's yummy. You know I mean? But I kind of stopped doing it because it was just like the culture of Clubhouse changed so much. It's toxic. And right? I just yeah. didn't. I just didn't want to. I, I just didn't think it made sense anymore. Yeah. I mean, in that environment, you know I mean, and every and then plus we were at the top of the pandemic. Now things started opening up again. People started getting busy again. And More busy. Yeah. Yep, you know, so right. I was just like, I may, you know, I may bring it back, but I, I really want I mean, to make that, it that would make a great podcast. It would make a great like video series where you're like going in depth and talking with these engineers. And like, yeah. cause like, there's a lot of superstar engineers who really don't get the shine that they deserve. So Jimmy, Jimmy Douglas, for those who don't know, was uh, Timberland's engineer. Um, engineer. So Tim, if you know Timberland's beats, yes, some of the cleanest production, like, mm-hmm beautiful yeah you know what i mean so like right. he did all those Aaliyah records and missy albums like yeah he's a beast yeah and Ooh. people what people don't understand is that and this i guess what's hard hard to understand is our sound as engineers isn't also embedded in the sound of the song right like we have a sonic scape like jimmy douglas has a different sonic scape from tony maserati who has a different sonic sonic scape from you know uh you know uh manny mariquin you know, or Eddie Kramer, or, you know, these these are all, like, you know, engineers, but they all have their own sonic scape, and I think that's something, I think we need a, we need to do better with educating, I guess, the public on what audio engineering is, because I think a lot of people don't even know what the fuck it is, you know?
what would you say as a producer is your like um when it comes to audio engineering is like if it's like the three main things that you need to know to kind of get a good mix record you know like like what would you say is like the most important components mm. and that's a it's a nuanced question give a nuanced answer so i think the most important component I'm going to give you one. The most important component in mixing is being able to understand what you're listening to and then being able to understand what you want to hear. And Mm. everything else is... And then closing that gap. Everything else is just the techniques uh, to be able to, like you said, close that gap. So, like, okay, I'm hearing this. This is what this currently sounds like. And if you can articulate that, then and then you can say, well, it currently sounds like this, but it actually needs to sound like this. Then if you can articulate that, it's just like closing the gap. Like you said, okay, cool. How do I how do I accomplish this? So if this vocal is like, you know, muddy, which is it's a terminology we use where, you know, something is kind of muffled, you know. Um if this vocal is muffled, how can I make it clear? You know? And there's a process in between there like okay maybe i can eq this maybe i can you know add some harmonics you know or maybe i can take out uh you know the low end you know i know these are all terminologies that are no i'm familiar you know, yeah yeah but yeah, i'm saying too. maybe for the yeah yeah no i get it nah you don't know i don't know shit nah that reminds me i told me. you i dropped out but but that's what i'm but that's what i'm trying to say i think the science part and the techie part gets in the way of actually showcasing the art part of what we do and i think that's why it's confusing for people in the public to really understand like what audio engineering is and how important it is and why we should actually be a part of getting points because that's the big thing i think that's wrong with audio engineering is that the craft has evolved but the business hasn't so we're still getting work for hire right so points meaning like you'll get paid from the record a certain amount of money forever. 100%. So audio engineers are considered what, what we consider work for hire, right? And um, so that means, you know, I hire you and I pay you to do a song. So, and this is just the truth, right? I have records that have generated millions of dollars that literally I've gotten paid maybe $300 for, right? Maybe what's, less. what's the biggest record that you would say that you worked on? Um... Probably hmm. it's it's so many. Yeah, yeah, there, there's a lot. Probably the um when I when I uh was on the ASAP Rocky stuff and the Drake the 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 fucking problem uh record. Wow yeah. Yeah. with Kendrick. So that 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 record was actually um, was actually uh, wasn't going to be ASAP Rocky's record first. Yeah. And he was actually um, on the last verse on uh, originally. Yeah, I mean, but then it it, it switched up or whatever. Um, So there was a few different uh, recordings of that of that record. But my first that was the first time I ever walked in the studio. And I actually heard a record and knew it was a hit before 
Wow. It actually released. Like, like actually, like you can say a song is a hit. There's a difference between saying a song is a hit yeah. and like actually like knowing. fucking knowing. Like, yeah. oh, this, because when the song came in, it already had Kendrick, Drake, and 2 Chains on it. Wow. So it was just like, so listening to that, and then now you just plug in an ASAP vocals, you're like, okay, like this is a hit already. You know what I mean? So, um, that's yeah. crazy. That's dope. Yeah. But, um, What's the, what was the next thing we was about to say? Wow! Well, I, oh, I just you was, you were talking about uh, getting points. Oh, yeah. points. So so there there are records that you know whether it's you know your engineering or your mixing or your assisting or your mastering. There are records that we were a part of that you know you're considered work for hire. So and the reason is because historically engineering was more of a um was more of a technical thing right it was more like okay like mixing didn't always always exist right it was like Ooh. you came in the studio you had a producer you had musicians you had all these different these all these different components and your job as an engineer they used to actually physically wear lab coats in the studio i'm not sure if you guys know that no no yeah yeah that's wow. fly physically wear lab coats I only seen Dr. Dre do that shit in the video. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this is this is back in the day or whatever. But the um, when you record when when you're actually in the studio recording, you know they were just there to monitor mostly and like you know okay choose the microphones, choose the microphone placement, and although there is a lot of creative IP and you know you know the microphone choice and the microphone placement and all those things there those are creative ip things but i can see that being more of a technical service now in this digital age when an artist comes in the studio right there's no there's there's no musicians that's coming in the studio there's no producer the producer's sending the beat right there's this is me and the artist right and now I'm doing things like creating, you know, reformatting the uh, the song. I'm doing things like, you know, um, doing, uh, putting, you know, effects that are, are essential for the production of the song, right? Just doing a bunch of creative IP things. And standardly, now you don't get hired if you don't have any creative IP that you can add to a record, right? Wow. Like, because it was just like, if you're just a guy who just pressed record, they're gonna say you're 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 a garbage engineer. You're not you're not adding anything special to the song. So now we're like, okay, now we're 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 creating that same um, yep. that same. Uh, now we're cr- giving creative IP to the you're song, adding to the sound exactly. But now we're not we're, we're not getting compensated for that. And bullshit. Yeah, and so so not only are you not getting compensated for that, but you're getting paid less than what what they got paid back in the day. Because back in the day, you know, if you wanted to do a album or whatever, it might cost you twenty five hundred dollars a day in the studio. You know what I mean? And because you needed to go to the studio for that equipment. Now with this digital age, I mean, nobody's paying you that much. I mean, they can say I could record this on my, um, you know, uh, Universal Audio at, the, at my crib. You know what I mean? And I could just you know, sending my vocals for mixing or something like that. Mm. So nobody wants to pay you that much. So now it's like this rat race to the bottom and the business has been kind of the, the craft 
it's it's weird because we're in a weird place in engineering and in, in engineering because the craft is has evolved to its top level as far as the craft of audio engineering. It's a, like the tools that we have, like the type of sonics that people are getting now out of records and the type of clarity. And now we have Atmos and all these kind of crazy tools to do really fucking cool things. Um, and, and engineering it's at the peak, but business wise, we, we, I always say, I always use, always use this term. It's like, we got locked in the studio and locked out of the office. Wow. Right. And, and, and business wise, I feel like, you know, like it's a rat race to the bottom and we're work for hire, but now an engineer is getting $50 an hour on, on, on hit records, you know, uh, you know, $25 an hour for some of these young kids. You know, I remember when I first started getting paid as an engineer, I was getting paid $8 and 50 cent an hour as an audio engineer playing. Yeah. I mean, that's wow. you they make that as, at, at, you know, um, fucking mcdonald's right yeah i knew you was gonna so, say mcdonald's but i was like they make more than that now. At mcdonald's now yeah, yeah now, but, now but, no, I'm but i'm talking like minimum wage i'm back talking then. back then yeah, yeah. you know back then it was it was like 850 so yeah you know 850 you know and you're recording you know so imagine you know doing a 10-hour session making you know 80 bucks 85 dollars you know what i mean <laughs> you know 85 yeah, yeah you crazy. make 85 dollars and this and this record is a hit and and the the price don't go up, and you don't get any more or less. Yeah, you know I mean, so I mean, I think there needs to be a conversation had, you know, because I understand the other side as well. I understand, you know, if I come in and I don't know this guy who's just recording me and he's not adding any creative IP, why does this person need to? Um, why does that person deserve, you know, points on my on on, on my publishing or something like that? So I can, I kind of could get that, but I think since the uh, the lines get blurred. And what is production and that conversation is uncomfortable to have in the studio about splits and things like that. And like, when am I going out of my realm of just being a technical engineer? And when am I going into the realm of being a producer of this record? Yeah, I mean, I think that needs to kind of be clarified a little bit more so that we can actually like, you know, you know, engineers can actually eat as well. Yeah. You know? Right. So at this point, the, the way to make the most money would be if you get like um we get an in-house position like let's say with a record label or or a specific or, or artist. specific major or specific artist. artist i think that's kind of like the cream of the crop for an for um an engineer right now because like if you do get really close with an artist then they probably they're, they're more inclined to give you points you know and yeah. if you're like a cream of the crop engineer or or at the top and the label's always giving you work then you can you you're more inclined to be able to get points negotiate so, exactly your way into to that. negotiate those points, but that's more leverage things ra- rather than what the physical work that you put in. It's more like okay the politic, the politics of like that you're able to work out for yourself yeah. rather than like okay like I actually did this work that that you know is should be worth more than you know a hundred dollars that I got paid for it. You know what I mean? What would you say? To, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, I was glad you said that because I was going to ask, is that like, you said that's like the cream of the crop. Is Would that be your, like, goal? Is that your ultimate goal? What is what is your ultimate goal? If it's different from that, how? 100%. So that's the, that's the difficult, that's the thing about me is that, like, I kind of reared, uh, uh, took a rare 
to the left a little bit with that because you're a rebel. I yeah, you you know what? And this is not maybe this is just my ego talking, and I'll be honest. But um, I don't like the idea of my accomplishments being based off of someone else. Mm. And that's why I don't ever really care about talking about my credits and stuff like that. I think bolstering yourself up based off of the people you work with is just like... I've known you since I was, what, 16? Like, we're cool because we're cool. Like, I never, like, this is the most in-depth I get to knowing about your journey. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Same, same. I'm learning so much. And I've known you for a couple years now, too. But for me, like, I've always loved you and fucked with you because... You're the one vibe. of the, you the just, best. Just a genuine vibe. You're just yeah. so humble. Yeah. You've worked with so many people that I'm learning that you worked with just today, just in during this podcast <laughs> yeah. episode. It, it's not being braggadocious like, at all. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I wouldn't have never known because yeah. you, that's not you. You don't talk about it like that. No, I love that. And people need to hear it too, though, man. Like, it's. I think I don't think there's anything wrong with you being proud of what you've done and stuff and the people yeah, yeah, you definitely. work with. I mean, you're not rubbing it in anybody's face. That's nah, not the intent. That's what we're here for. You know, but, uh, but yeah, like that's, but where'd you, where'd you rear away from it? Yeah. 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 You oh, so, so I, I think I reared to the left because I just, I got my ego talking. I just didn't like the idea of the, of, of, you know, kind of like, and also the idea of like, you know, someone still being my boss. I just, mm. I, I don't like, I don't like to be told what to do. <laughs> you know, so so I'm like, right there with so you. the dynamic, the dynamic, and this is a dynamic. Like, uh, like I remember, I told you, you always have to be a professional in the studio. But I just started to not really like the dynamic of working with celebrities mm. because I didn't like the kind of industry elitism the that kind of comes with it a little bit and not to say everybody's like that i don't think everybody's like that but i think there is a power dynamic of mm-hmm. knowing that hey you know you're a work for hire engineer and you know i come in and i'm this celebrity and i can if i if if i want i could do say this to you or tell you to do this. energy and and not to say there's nothing wrong with that because I, I i think you know anybody who's out there and they're 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 engineering for, you know, for anyone. You know, I think that's a blessing. Yeah, I mean, um, but for me, it wasn't it, your your path yeah, yeah, yeah. at the moment. Yeah, for know? me, I just I just didn't like I just too I, much shit to shovel, basically. Yeah, just the dynamic in the studio just got old for me, especially as I get older. Like, you know, and again, you know, this is be my ego, but I don't want no fucking twenty one year old kid like shitting on me, like yo, nigga, like record. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yo, yo, hold on, nigga. I'm going to take my belt off <laughs> in a second. Got that from his mom. Got that from his mom. 16, 17 now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you know, so that that so that so dynamic of that is, I mean, and again, not everybody's an asshole. I'm not trying to say everybody's an asshole yeah. or everybody does that. But you know the dynamic. You Like, say, for example, if if a celebrity walks in here right now, mm-hmm. we know the dynamic of, of of that because we all know that okay, oh, this is a celebrity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now, if that person chooses to project, they can take advantage of that dynamic. They can yeah. take advantage of that dynamic and make you kind of feel inferior. Yeah, yeah, and and not to say that I feel inferior. I have that um uh in, inferiority complex about myself i don't i, I love I, I celebrate people's accomplishments so I, I i love the fact 
that people are accomplished or whatever, but the dynamic of working with somebody who is popular sometimes can like, you know, turn off potentially. Yeah. Sometimes a little bit for me, it could be a little bit of a turn off because of, you know, um, because of the fact that you do, you do have that power dynamic and you can kind of at any moment, just be like, okay, you know, be dismissive or be whatever, mm-hmm. maybe borderline disrespectful. Yeah. What's I the worst? Wanna, I do want to ask. What? What is some of the worst the sessions? The worst sessions that you've ever had. <laughs> We've had each Like, not necessarily <laughs> shit that you did. I was going to ask that earlier, but I was like, I don't want him throwing. I don't know if he I mean, wants to throw I mean, anyone under the bus kind of thing. Oh, uh, famous. But, like, expand on, like, a time where you was just like, I can't believe I'm fucking recording this right now. Like, I'm just doing this shit. Like, either, either something. Yeah, either something that you. Let's say, let's give you some parameters. Like, like for instance, maybe a song that you mixed and you thought it was fucking horrible and then somehow it ended up doing well. Or it's like some people were fucking <laughs> with it. Or situations like where you couldn't stand the artist and like the vibe wasn't there and it were being dicks to you. Without saying names. And stuff. And it you just it was just awful Unless for you. you want to say the name. That, that's yeah, what I, mean. that's say, what... I, don't, I don't mind. And then say the name. Hey, hey, it's right it's right. Yeah, it's like anything that pops to mind, like in, in that Man, regard. There's so many situations. I could. There's so many funny stories. All right, so wait, where 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 should I start? Like he's recorded one of my. Uh, some would say nemesis. Who's nemesis? Pete Davidson. Oh, oh yeah, you recorded Pete Davidson. I recorded Pete Davidson. Sure. They did a they, uh, so I was Chris. Red I heard about this. I heard about this. I remember hearing or about whatever. This. And Chris Red used to come and he would do the skits for SNL or whatever. Wow. Uh, and and they did the a they did an episode. They did an episode called Trees or whatever. <laughs> about, like being environmentally like environmental gangsters. You know what I mean, pretty much. It was pretty funny though. Uh, shout out to Chris Red. You know, it was pretty funny. Uh, that was just a random fact that came to my head. I'm that's trying. hilarious. Away from the question, <laughs> but where? Yeah. Uh, so what was the question? The worst, the wor- like the, the worst, worst sessions, sessions or, or, or artists sessions you were like, you I can't worked with recording this shit, and then maybe it might have came out better. Than even it if it or, didn't, even if it didn't, or even if you worst. got into an arg- if you ever got into an argument with an artist. I, I, wait, like, I got one funny story to tell you. Actually, I think this is maybe a little funny. I wasn't recording though. But it's but I was so it, it was a fu- it's a funny story because I was unaware and I'm gonna name the person because I he's not my client so I wasn't working with him. Okay. But okay. so um I walked in or whatever and one of my one of my friends he's actually um engineer for Ja Rule. You oh know shit! What I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and you know this is already great. He he happens to be doing a uh uh like a track for him. He's working on a track, but I didn't know at the time that the track that he was working on was a reference for a female that he was, that Jaru was writing for. So all I walked in on was, Ooh, daddy, I want to put it on you. I'm like, Oh (laughs) shit. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is you mixing? nigga? Is that (laughs) (laughs) Jaru? I'm like, wow, this is this is like, you know, but you know, you know, he was saying some real like, yeah, like yeah, provocative yeah. shit, you but it sounded like God's like, hey, voice. yo, and you know his voice, so you're like, yeah. I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Like, what's going on here? You know, um, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that was legendary. You know? But to be, uh, before we like start wrapping up and all i did want to um actually like what do you have like what are you working on now shit like are you more leaning towards producing because your beat's been on fire 
I've always championed your beats every time. I've always championed your beats every time you play for me. So like, yeah, there's still that. a beat he played one time in Quad Studios when we was in the penthouse, and I don't know what it was, but like, I loved it, and I've never heard it since. Oh shit, never heard it since. I, we gonna we gonna hang out off the podcast at some point, and I'm gonna be like, yo, you got. Show me some of your unreleased shit and just scroll through them because I got to find this sound that you was playing one night. But it was amazing. Like was I was just like, yo, Ty's really... Because at that point, all I had really known you for was like, we was video gaming, you yeah. know, but I had never really heard you work, work. And when I heard that, I was like, nah, like he's on some shit. Like he's actually the fucking man. Like, with nah, this yo, on some real shit, I remember we joked about you rapping early and how I had songs on the hard drive. But in, re- in actuality, though, what I always notice about Ty, though, like, he, he says, like, like he tries shit. Like, when you saying, like, you just jump in, you're like, fuck it, whatever, whatever. And he's just, like, mad. Like, he he's always been, like, this dude who's just, like, chill and just, like, all right, fuck it. Just make a beat then. I'm with it. <laughs> like, he's just, like, he's word, just, word. like... <laughs> Just goes with the flow, and that shit. I think that shit works for you, and especially in this industry, in this profession, because it's like you give off that vibe and that energy, and it's like I can imagine you got to be a real dickhead as an artist not to kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, get a good vibe off you, like you know, like you got to be some on some other shit. But, but yeah, like, uh, for sure. Did you ever answer the question? (laughs) The question you asked. Oh yeah, yeah. What What was was the the question? question? It was, uh, yeah, 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 high like that because I just turned to look at Eric and he's like, he looks dumb nah, right now. They, what, but I said, like, what, what you <laughs> got going on now? You lean oh, yeah, more yeah, towards yeah. beats or, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You read away from engineering, you know, you still do engineering. So, so, um, yeah, I love, uh, you know, engineering is my, my, my passion, my craft, my love, my tribe. You know, I, I'm always gonna love it. I did, I dislike the business of it to be honest um you know i dislike the fact that uh, you know we got to fight tooth and nail for points and things like that uh this like the the dynamic of us kind of feeling like we're at the bottom of the totem pole in the industry and kind of like the red-headed stepchild of the music industry where you know we're just not really you know given i don't think we're given enough flowers i think we're given the flowers by a few but i don't think we're giving enough flowers, uh, and, and, you know, it's disheartening. Um, so the business of engineering, the craft of it is my passion. I love yeah. it. Business of it, I hate. So, and we're um, going to champion changing that. Yeah, we're going to champion changing that. So, But me, um, I've always, you know, it's funny because, like, I feel like all of my experience with everything I'm doing is, is making, is forming me into, um, like, a founder. Okay. I feel like that. Like because I feel um I've always looked up to like founders like like Steve Jobs and Elon Musk and mm. these kind of people. I've always looked up to these people for some reason. I've always had like, you know, um interest and, and admiration. For, admiration. Yeah, I mean for for people to even like to be even people like Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates like like just to see someone like take something, start something and, yeah. and start something and like make it so that everybody wants to be a part of it or it's something that everybody needs. Yeah. You know I mean, I think, I think it's an amazing thing. And I think that's where my next journey is, is nice. Is being a founder, of, okay. you know, um, you know, I'm working on uh, technology right now that I think is going to be pretty cool. Dope. You know, talk I'm about that. 
talk about that. I don't that. know how much you want to give away. No, no, I'm not going to get into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But next time, classified. Ne- yeah, next time we get on this on this podcast, I boom, think, I and think there will we'll, be a next back. time. We'll we'll, we'll 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 probably have it out. We're gonna show you this new do rag technology. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a do rag as a pop filter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't give too much away. <laughs> Why don't I think about that? <laughs> yeah. Yo, do rag as a pop filter is a fire also podcast name. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I know that's probably going to be the episode name. Yeah, I was already thinking. Right? <laughs> 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 that's hilarious. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Sometimes you just need to because you got to get it from the, from the <laughs> bottom. But you never you never told us a, a horrible uh, story. So you told us a funny one that you didn't engineer, but anything that... Horrible. Or just... Just a horrible or artist. Or just super memorable. A... Matter of fact, Anything that's memorable to you that you think it was like, wow, this was fucking crazy. Besides the ASAP, bro. It don't got to be ne- negative, necessarily. I don't know. I kind of like the negative. But I, I like the negative, too. <laughs> I kind of preferred that. I don't that. want him to kind of yeah, like, you Yeah, you don't want to put him in a force. Yeah. yeah. I remember, one, I mean, I, I don't know. Remember one time, like, watching DJ Khaled watch DJ Khaled on TV. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like DJ Khaled. It was like a Twilight Zone. Like he's on TV, no way. And like he's in the session or whatever. And he comes out and he like to go to the bathroom. And he comes back and like he stops by the TV. He's like just sitting there watching himself on TV. Nah, or whatever. And I'm like, that's I'm like, it, it was that like, is peak DJ Khaled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, yo, that's a great yo, visual. <laughs> he was also fucking a great. Great person, like really? he gave me weed, you know. Like, oh, I can tell. Nah, but Sagittarius vibes. You already that's know. The thing, like, you know DJ we scav- is a great we, dude. We were scavengers, so we like DJ Khaled because he would order so much food that they probably want to eat. So we have like fresh food to eat. Like after Damn, we, that's fire. We like his that's fire. You know, we all gotta be like DJ Khaled. Come yeah, on, Khaled. Shout out, shout out to him. Nah. You, you fed us through your sessions, although you didn't know that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. We did eat your leftovers. Hey, maybe, maybe he did. Maybe he did. <laughs> maybe he knew. Maybe he over ordered on purpose and was like, you know what? Hooked hooked them up in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your, yeah, soft, exactly. your sophomore album, Celebrity Leftovers with Ty. <laughs> yeah, celebrity Leftovers. Yo, Celebrity Leftovers. That's hilarious. Oh, my gosh. You now we you. we wasn't just eating celebrities leftovers. We were eating regular niggas leftovers too. Fuck <laughs> 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 yeah. it, real scavenger shit. <laughs> real scavengers. We were regular niggas too. They were human rats. <laughs> <laughs> but now I was gonna say, Jumbo, you got any final question? Mate? Um, I was gonna say, uh, how would you like to be remembered? Because I know you're a humble dude. You don't look for a lot of credit. You know, but you did say your next journey might be found in something. Uh, like when it when it's all said and done, how would you like the what What would you like the world to know? Like Ty did, or what was his contributions to the world? Hmm. And I do want to say something. You wearing an I Love Lucy's sweater, and you made a you helped make an app for that. Oh yeah, yeah. And we that made a app game. was fire. In a little video That game. app was fire. That was like one of your first dabbles in it, and that shit was dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was dope. That was yeah. a dope marketing uh, tool. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Shout out to all like 10 people that downloaded that shit. No, <laughs> I was one of them. I was one of them. I was on that shit. Yeah. Hell yeah. I played that shit mad times. Word. I was, yeah, I was, I was flexing my high scores. <laughs> Sending screenshots and shit. 
that that, that yeah, weed so, every time it hit me it slowed slowed me down and shit yeah. fucked me up <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. you can speed us up so how would you like to be remembered how would i like to be remembered man i'm gonna have to that's that's a that's like, deep. deep ass question that's deep. That's how we close it's, out sometimes. it's the perfect yeah. way mm. when they close my book i would like to hmm I think I would like to be just seen as somebody who gave a giver, a giver with a good heart. I think, I think, you know, um, but I want to be able to give to as many people as possible. So I want to be able to create. I want to be able to utilize whatever my special superpower is yeah. to get mm, honorable. I, I was going to say I wouldn't expect nothing less. Yeah, is that's the perfect answer from, coming from you. I was going to say that I love that question because there's two ways someone could answer it, right? Mm-hmm. Someone could answer it like you did in a very human way or someone could answer it in terms of like their career or their profession and yeah. like and like when you say I want to be a giver, like to me that's very human. And we talk about I remember when we was having a conversation and you actually kinda gave me this question. We was on FaceTime a couple of weeks back when we were first kinda trying to schedule this and you said like you said something along the lines of like what what do you want people to get out of your podcast when mm. they listen to it? And that was something that we never really spoke Asked about. Each other. So I asked them to, and I also thought about my answer, and I believe uh, who even came up with it, but someone said it was one thing that they feel people do get out of our podcast is we discuss where our values lie, and that as humans, we, like, I know I like to see where someone's value, like, uh, what someone's morals or values are like beyond just what like you said, transactional shit, what they could do for me or whatever. I like to see, I like to know the human and people. And that's another yeah. reason why I feel like we connect. Cause like you said, it's just vibes. It's never been what you do for your career yeah, or 100%. who you know, or it's never been that. Yeah. And um, so yeah, there's two ways you can answer that question. How would you want to be remembered? And I love that you chose the human way. And to me, that tells us despite all your accomplishments, that's your value lies with being a good human at the end of the day and being Facts. a giver. So yeah. I love that answer. No yep. politics. No politics ever. That's and uh, yeah, yeah, on that note, can't wait to have you back. Yes, sir. Is there anything else you'd like to say? Would you like sir? to, you know, give your socials out, give anything? a last message? I want to say one last thing. Wu-Tang. <laughs> for life Perfect sound though Yes sir So I sh- I'm faking no moves This was No politics re- uh, Records Nah I mean No politics uh, Podcast And uh Go play that beat I made We gonna play that beat <laughs> That is actually Our intro Made by Ty mm-hmm. And it's our outro Make sure everyone Goes like Comment, subscribe. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. You already know. Thank you. Peace. Yeah.